Good evening, everyone, and welcome to today's focus for Tuesday, May the 2nd, 2023, at 6.23 p.m. Central Time. And you know the rest. You know I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central Studio right here in Abilene, Texas. What you may not know is why I'm doing a today's focus at 6.23 p.m. Central Time. You, you may not understand that because typically today's focus is designed to occur. I mean, originally, like in, in theory, if we go back to my initial brainstorming session, because, you know, I always have these wonderful ideas that never quite go the way I want them to. It was like, you know what I'll do? Each morning, relatively early, I'll turn on the microphone spend 15 minutes giving everyone one spiritual thing to focus on for the entire day, hence today's focus. Morning time, there you go. That was the, that was the thinking. Well, it it never really happens till about 10 a.m., 11 a.m. And in fact, it really has, has almost fallen into more of a Today's focus at noon. It really has almost started happening almost directly at noon. So maybe I should call this your lunchtime focus. I don't know, but it's still called today's focus. But it was originally designed for morning. It's kind of moved almost to right at noon. But here I am, 6.23 p.m. Central Time. What what is going on? Well, it, it will make perfect sense. Um Okay, someone uh, in, in chat was saying, I was, tr- I was typing an email to ask you uh, how you were doing today. I was worried. Yeah, I, I, I have a lot. That, it is really funny, but I do have a lot of listeners that if I don't produce a program by, you know, by 6 p.m., people are like, he's dead. He's been kidnapped. He's been abducted by aliens. Uh, the government shut him down. I don't know what they think, but they, they, tip it, or they, they think something has happened. So thank you very much for being a little bit worried. But yes, this is the evening focus. It is the evening focus. But listen to me carefully, right? I'm, I'm saying all of this to set this up. Your today's focus or to be technically correct, your focus for this evening or your evening's focus is settled. Settled. Now, this morning, I started thinking about the word settled. And then it hit me almost instantaneously that nothing is really settled because here's what happened. I got ready. In fact, I think I was already up here in the studio. I think I had already, I think I had just sat down. Maybe, maybe I got the message right before I started walking up the stairs to the studio, but I was told that our yard guy is coming today. Right now, when they get here and they start, you know, doing, you know, cutting the grass and doing all the things they're doing, it's really impossible to do a live broadcast from this studio because right behind me is a window and right, you know, right below that window is, you know, the front yard. And so when they're there cutting the grass, it's just, it's way too loud. This is not like a soundproof studio. So. I was like, oh no. Okay. All right. Wait, what, what, what time is he coming? I was told he would be here around noon. All right. I'm like, okay. Hmm. I looked at the time and I'm like, well, okay. I know what I'll do. I'll go up there, get a plan of what I want to do for today's focus. And I, and I sat down and I looked at something and I was like, oh, that's scripture. 
that scripture is very interesting. And it had the word settled in it. And I'm like, oh, okay, the word settle. At this point, I'd already forgotten about the yard. I was like, what does this mean in this verse? What does the word settled mean? How do I understand this verse? So I spent some time thinking about it. I looked up some things and I'm like, okay, I don't know the exact approach I'm going to take, but let me get everything ready. So I opened up the, the Spreaker Studio software. I, I, I put in the title. I got everything ready and I'm like, okay, okay, I, I, I think I'm ready to do this. I think I'm ready to do this. I looked back down. I noticed it was getting close to noon. So I'm like, oh, okay, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Can I, can I get a live broadcast in before they pull up? Because if I'm right in the middle of the broadcast and they pull up, I'm going to have to delete the whole thing. So I was very unsettled. What do I do? What do I do? So I just kind of kept having this kind of like internal, well, it was really an outlaw, out loud debate with myself. I was literally talking to myself. Well, do you want to try it? Well, I, I think I could try. Well, if I don't try it, I'm going to get frustrated. Yeah, but if you do try it and you get 15, 20 minutes into it, and then you have to delete and end the, end the live broadcast and delete it all, you're going to be very frustrated. Oh, okay, forget it. So I set the Bibles to the side. And said, that's it. Just go downstairs. Let's find some lunch. And, and I just, and I, I, I ate lunch, watched a television show. And I figured by the time the television show was over, well, the yard, it, it would be settled. The yard, the grass would have been cut. The, every, all the lawn service would be completed. But I, I had eaten lunch, watched a, what, an almost a two hour television program. And then guess what? <laughs> <laughs> the yard guy hadn't come yet. So now it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. I could have done, I could have done two, three live broadcasts. Oh, okay. Now I'm getting irritated. Now I'm very, not only do I still not know when the yard guy is coming, that is not settled. I'm unsettled with what to do. I'm unsettled now because I'm just frustrated. So I wait and I wait and I wait. And I think it was, I think it was around three, p- almost 3.30 p.m. When they finally showed up, they did a great job, took care of everything. It looks wonderful. It looks great. Yes, everyone can see how great our, our grass is. I know you're like, why don't you cut your own grass? Long story. Okay, but but it's all done. And so then I was like, okay, now what do I do? Now what do I do? So it's, it's the whole day is almost gone. Ah. Okay, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So then I've been unsettled. So then I walked back up here to the studio. I sat down and I'm like... Well, there's the Bible. I I, I uh, made I, I I moved I touched the touchpad on the MacBook Pro. It opened everything up. There was all the all my software ready to go, and I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so unsettled. So I, in an unsettled emotional state, <laughs> I, in an unsettled mental capacity, I'm sitting down to talk to you. About something being settled. I know a little, is that a little hypocritical? I don't know. I'm just being honest with you because I'm, st- I'm not even really settled on if I should be doing this broadcast, but here I am. I mean, the, the mic is live. I'm on the internet. People are listening. So let, let's start with this. Let's do this before we kind of get to the verse that sparked all of this. Let's just look up the definition for the word settled. Let's just look up the definition for the word Settled. According to dictionary.com, settled. Definition number one, fixed or established, unlikely to change. See, I, I thought 
that it was settled that the yard guy would be here at noon. Clearly, it was not fixed. It was not established. And clearly, it changed not just 15 minutes, not 30 minutes, not just an hour, not two hours, over three hours difference from what was originally stated. So in other words, it wasn't fixed. It wasn't established. All right. Another a definition of settled. So first is fixed or established, unlikely to change. Second, agreed upon or decided. Now, I thought it was settled because I thought it was agreed upon you'd come at noon, but clearly, well, it wasn't truly decided. It, it truly, I guess you could say it was agreed upon, but it was not something you could really count on. Number three, having inhabitants or settlers. Okay, well, that's someone who's, they settled the land. You get the idea. Number four, having a permanent residence, not wandering. You're settled. You've settled there. You, it's your permanent residence. You're going to stay there. It is fixed. I think I said three, uh, three definitions. There's four possible definitions for the word settle. Let's go through them again. Number one, fixed or established, unlikely to change. Number two, agreed upon, decided. Number three, having inhabitants or settlers. Number four, having a permanent residence, not wandering. Settled. Settled. Now, let's go back to how it all started. It all started because I had my Bible right here. I don't even know why. Don't even know how. But I had my Bible open. I just happened to glance over trying to figure out exactly what I was going to talk about for today's focus. And I read these words. Forever. O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And when I read it, I'm going to just be honest. Here's my first reaction. Here was my first reaction. What do you think my first reaction was when I read those words? Let me read them to you again. One more time. Psalm 119.89. Forever. O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. That's Psalm 119, 89. What, what do you think my first reaction is when I, when I saw and read those words today? What do you think? What do you think? I'm going to be honest with you. My first reaction was I started laughing. In fact, I started cracking up. In fact, I, I, I probably sounded like if you were watching a video of it, you would have been thinking the man is insane. He's just lay, like I had to literally lay my head down on the table because I was laughing so hard because it just made me think. Well, I, and I and I and I literally said this out loud. Well, I'm glad it's settled somewhere because clearly it's not settled here on Earth because there is no agreed upon understanding of it. There, it there's no fixed or established interpretation of it. There, there is nothing permanent about it. Everyone thinks this. They think this. There's, is there, is the word of God literally settled? I don't know if it's settled here, but I'm glad it's settled in heaven. Just, I don't know what that does for me here. You can say that's such a horrible attitude. I'm just telling you that was my attitude. So then I kind of stopped laughing and then I was like, well, wait a minute. What does it mean that it's settled in heaven? Then I thought, well, you know, it's good that something is settled 
because we live in a world that's very unsettled. We're tossed around with every opinion and idea and conspiracy theory. People are bitter and hateful and angry and upset and frustrated and disillusioned and discouraged and depressed. It's like we're all over the place, but it is the word of God is fixed. It is settled in heaven. I'm like, okay, well, that, that is interesting. So then I took a minute and I know Psalm 119, if you look at it, it's, it's kind of broken down into these sections. So it's not necessarily like when you look at context, it's always super helpful. But I thought, well, you know, this starts in 89, which starts a new section. Let me go back to the previous section. And the previous section starts this way. Psalm 119.81. My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. My soul fainteth for thy salvation. Another translation puts it this way. I long for your salvation. I put my hope in your word. Here's someone longing for maybe God's deliverance, some kind of maybe wanting a salvation from a specific situation, but he's hoping in God's word. Like whatever he's, he's fainting, he's longing, but he has a hope in God's word. Verse uh, 82, Psalm 119, 82. Mine eyes fail for thy word saying, when wilt thou comfort me? For I become like a bottle and the smoke, yet do I not forget thy statutes. How many are the days of thy servant? When will thou execute judgment on them that persecute me? The proud have digged pits for me, which are not after thy law. All thy commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help thou me. He sounds very unsettled. He sounds very upset emotionally, maybe mentally. He doesn't sound anything as settled. And then look what happens. Next, uh, uh, verse 87. They had almost consumed me upon earth, but I forsook not thy precepts. Quicken me after thy loving kindness, so shall I keep thy testimonies of thy mouth. So the psalmist here is obviously, he's going through something on the, in, this, in his life that's very difficult and he's unsettled, but he keeps looking to God's word. And why does he keep looking to God's word? Then you go to the next section, Psalm 119.89, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Hey, in other words, there may not be anything settled here. There may not be anything settled here. Life is confusing and a mess and it's mixed up and we don't understand one day from the next, but there is something that is settled. There is something that is fixed. There's something that is permanent. There is something that is unchanging. Everything around us changes. We change. Our, everything changes in us, but that does not change. And I was like, well, now, okay, now I'm not laughing so much. Now I'm thinking this, 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 this is really rather profound. So for this evening, here's what I want you to focus on. What does it mean that God's word is settled in heaven? Other translations have it like this. Lord, your word is forever. It is firmly fixed in heaven. Now, you could argue 
that there may be two to three parts here in this psalm. Let's just see if you agree with this, right? Now, the King James has it this way, Psalm 119.89, forever, O Lord. Now, you could argue that in one way, it points to the fact that God is eternal. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. That God is eternal, his word is eternal, and it is fixed or settled in heaven. So really, we have the, the eternality of God. You could argue the eternality of his word because his word is eternal because it's been, I mean, God is eternal. It's his word, right? And it is settled. It is fixed in heaven. You could argue that there's three, three things there. The eternality of God, the eternality of his word, and, and the, the fact that the word is settled, it is fixed in heaven. You, you could argue, you, you can tell me if you agree with that or not. The, the, uh, the, the Bible that I have here, listen to the way it's translated again. Lord, your word is forever. It is firmly fixed in heaven. Now you could argue, well, it's just saying that the word is eternal and it is settled in heaven. But I think the fact that the word is the word of God I think it would imply that both are eternal. You, you could tell me what you think about that. So throughout the day, I haven't spent a lot of time on it, but I looked up the Treasury of David by Charles Haddon Spurgeon, which is a very, very famous, almost devotional commentary, sermon prep tool on the Psalms, right? I mean, the Treasury of David is just a... F- Absolutely. If you're ever going to read or study the Psalms, you want to have the treasury of David available. You should buy a physical copy of it is what you should do. Um, Never look at it until you've done your own study, but there's just so much in it. I mean, I wish Spurgeon would have done that with every book of the Bible, but it is absolutely fascinating. You should, you should really look at it. Um, But only after you, like, if you read, if you're going to study Psalm 1, don't look at the treasury of David until you've done your own study, all right? Don't, don't do that. But, all right, let's, let's look at a little, some of the, I'm just going to kind of pick and choose some of the things Spurgeon put in the treasury of David in regards to Psalm 119, 89, Psalm 119, 89, all right? Here we go. And I'm just, I cut and paste a bunch of this. It's not in any specific order. Um, maybe it's, maybe it's in, maybe it's in the order that it appears, but, uh, the website that I was using, it kept doing weird things. So I just cut and paste it. All right. Because I don't know where my physical copies are of the treasury of David. They're somewhere. Who knows? Um, they've disappeared, but they're somewhere. Whoever has them, just use them. That's all I care about. Or here we go. That's how, whenever my books disappear, as long as someone is using them, I don't care where they are. All right, here we go. Psalm 119, 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. They says the strain is more joyful for experience has given the sweet singer a comfortable knowledge of the word of the Lord. And this makes a glad theme. After tossing on a sea of trouble, the psalmist here leaps to shore and stands upon a rock. Now, that made me that... I think that he is referring there to the previous section in Psalm 119 that we read, where he seems to be taught. He's, he's in the middle of a storm and all, and he's made it to the shore. And now he stands on a rock. Jehovah's word is not fickle. It is not uncertain. 
It is settled. It is determined. It is fixed. It is sure. It is immovable. Now, I, I think that gives me some idea that, that look, we may, we, it, we're fickle. We don't understand it. We constantly change. We can fight and argue. There may be nothing settled about God's word on this earth, but let me make it clear. It is fixed. It is certain. It is unchangeable and it is settled in heaven. Meaning that I, I guess you could argue that I should not allow the how unsettled things are here on earth. I shouldn't allow all of the confusion and uncertainty and change happening within Christianity, in the church, in those who study the Bible. I should not let that ever discourage me from at least this point of view. The word of God is settled in heaven may not be settled here. And I can get irritated by that. I can get aggravated by that. But because I know it's settled in heaven, I almost then say, I'm going to ignore all of the confusion here and set my attention and my focus on the fact that it is settled in heaven and pursue that settled fact of it. Maybe. Do you think that that's helpful? Let me read that again. God's word is not fickle. It is not uncertain. It is settled, determined, fixed, sure, immovable. Man's teaching changed so often that it is never time for them to be settled. That is true. Man's teachings change so frequently that it's, there's never a time for it to be settled. But the Lord's word is from of old, the same, and will remain unchanged eternally. Some men are never happier than they are unsettling everything and everybody. I think that's true. Some people are never happy until they unsettle everything and everybody. Now, you may argue that I do that. And maybe there's some truth to that because I'm always trying to get us to think. But I'm glad that uh, I'm trying to get us to think about something that is settled. And that is God's word. Um. It says, uh, the power and glory of heaven have confirmed each sentence which the mouth of the Lord has spoken and so confirmed it that to, that it, so confirmed it that to all eternity it must stand the same, settled in heaven where nothing can reach it. And the former section, David's soul fainted, but here the good man looks out of self and perceives that the Lord fainteth not. Neither is weary, neither is there any failure in his word. When we look to ourselves, we faint. When we look to ourselves, we become frustrated. When we look to ourselves, we sometimes don't know what we're going to do, why we're doing it. We don't even sometimes understand ourselves. But there is something fixed. There is something settled. There is something that we can reach for, hold on to. It doesn't change. It doesn't move. You can hold on and reach out to someone's teaching. It may change. God's word doesn't change. Your understanding may change, but God's word doesn't. I, I, I kind of like, I kind of like that way of describing it. All right. Um, because I think it's, I think it's important. Um, it says here, uh, let me find the next sentence here. Um, the power and glory of heaven have confirmed each sentence, which the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And so confirmed it that, that to all eternity, it must stay, stand the same settled in heaven where nothing can reach it. And the former section, David so fainted, but there, but there the good man looks out 
uh, of self and perceives that the Lord fainteth not, neither is weary, neither is there any failure in his word. The verse takes the form of an ascription of praise. The faithfulness and immutability of God are fit themes for holy song. And when we are tired with gazing upon the shifting scene of this life, the thought of the immutable promise fills our mouth with singing. God's purpose, God's purposes, promises, and precepts are all settled in his own mind and none of them shall be disturbed. Covenant settlements will not be removed, however unsettled the thoughts of men may become. Let us therefore settle in our minds that we will abide in the faith of our Jehovah as long as we have any being. It is settled. It is fixed. I want you to meditate on that. I would challenge you, look up Treasury of David, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. I didn't even read, I didn't even read, Five, I didn't even read 5% of what I uh, have here copied down. Go read everything Spurgeon has to say. That's what you can do this evening. Just sit down, turn everything off, grab the treasury of David, go to Psalm 119. You have to, if you're using electronic version, you may have to scroll down, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Finally, you'll get to verse 89 and uh, he's going to have expositional thoughts. He's going to have sayings. He's going to have hints for the preacher. Uh, he's going to have lots of things there. And just spend a little time drinking in what Spurgeon had to say about Psalm 119.89. If there's a part that stands out to you, let me know. But just spend a little time thinking about what it means. God's word is settled in heaven. It is fixed. What does that mean? You can look up the Hebrew word there that's translated settled. You can look that up. You can see what it means. Just tonight, focus on Psalm 119, 89, and on the fact that God's word is settled in heaven. That is your today's focus. That is your evening focus for the evening of Tuesday, May the 2nd, 2023.